This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys select Tyler Smith. And now, your host, Kyle Yeomans. Today is Wednesday, January 26, 2023. We are 91 days away from the 2023 NFL Draft in Kansas City. But as we take a look ahead, the Senior Bowl starts practices on Tuesday. We are that close, already there, Senior Bowl time. And we are going to preview the Senior Bowl today a little bit as well. It's episode number two. We've got Brian Broaddus in the house, Aisha Morrison. No Bobby Belt today. We'll uh, we'll see him on Wednesday next week. But I'm Kyle Yeomans. Everybody doing okay? Yes. Doing super. Yeah. Super. Just yeah. You know. I mean, when uh, it's funny how you transition from one thing to the other. You're you go from worrying about opponents to now evaluating players. Now getting ready for the Senior Bowl. Now thinking about how you're going to get to the combine. All these Mm -hmm. things. You kind of in your mind. You start to. The draft season uh, comes fast and furious. You're gonna, like you said, it's 91 days. We're going to wake up. It's going to be 21 days, and you know we're going to have to kind of figure all this thing out. But that's the great thing I always love about this journey. I do. I love this journey so much when it comes to the draft. I yeah. love the evaluation of players. I love team building. I've told everybody, guys, this would be the best job in the world if you never had to play games. If you never had to, if you never had to, just hey, let me draft players, let me build my team, let me kind of get everything organized, and then we'll see who has the best team on paper. But they don't let you do that. Whenever I was a kid, and I'm dating myself in the opposite way here, but there was a, a video game head coach, NFL head coach, had oh, okay. Bill Cower on the front. Okay, and you didn't actually play the games. It was by the EA Sports. It was by just the them. makers of Madden. It was all team building. All team. Building. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah, it was so fun. It was the, it was based around the 2005 draft and had like red. Bush, Matt Liner, oh. Vince Young, and you kind of took that and you kind of team built off of that. So, yeah, there you go. That That's was Brian's my, favorite, favorite that, video that game. My, my, I, I never played it, but I actually, <laughs> in 2005, I was my that was my last uh, draft in the NFL with the Cowboys. And oh, okay. that was the DeMarcus Ware yep. and that draft and Chris Canny and uh, Jay Ratliff, Marcus Spear. I mean, that, that, they, that, was a, that one was a lot of fun. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. And once you played the games out of that one, it worked, turned out well for you. Yeah, there you go. You That's ended up with a Hall of Famer. So, Aisha, I got a text message from you last night. <laughs> Would you like to address it with, with everybody here that you, you have a new pet cat that you want to talk about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Right? My, my, You're going to change your pet cat. Yeah, my pet cat subsequently is not going into the draft this year. That's is, Okay. Very depressing, but that's okay. We're going to let it go. I think I've done that two of the last three years where I've brought up a player and somebody's looked at me and said, hey, he actually didn't come out. Nah, that's okay. It, it happens it every happens. year. It does happen. I mean, the way these players – I'll tell you what, with the COVID situation, the way it is, you know, with the players getting extra years and stuff like that, I know myself uh, the last couple of times that – I mean, when working with Dane, Dane's, Dane would just casually go – uh, he's going back. He's going back. As you just, as you just kind of just gave one of the best scouting reports you've ever <laughs> given about a player. And then you know, I'm looking across the table at her. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. this guy. I need to check this cat out here for sure. Yeah. But, but no, I did. It's funny because I did look at some Boston College film last night. Mm-hmm. At Zay Flowers looks for real. Oh yeah. Mm. Okay. If you're if you're watching Boston College tape, you know sometimes you'll be watching tape on a particular player, and then somebody else will start flashing, and then you have to go and look. Up, who that player is? And Say, so, what? Wait, who is this guy? Yeah, who is who is that guy? So anyway, but yeah, uh, hey, it happens. It does again, especially with the way that these these juniors, seniors, redshirt sophomores. I mean, COVID you, year, COVID, yeah. COVID year is throwing a COVID huge year because into it. a lot of guys, a lot of guys are saying, no, I'm going back. NIL money. That's now, also now, true. Now all of a sudden, guys that you were like they were coming out, coming out. No, we're going to stay. So that that clearly, clearly happens as we go. There was even a rumor that C.J. Stroud was going to stick back because of a multi-million dollar NIL deal. I don't think that's happening. But those guys at Florida were trying to get him to come instead of that thirteen million dollar quarterback. <laughs> the, yeah, Anthony. I can't remember his yeah. last name, but yeah, the Arizona quarterback, Arizona quarterback. California quarterback, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. So, do you have a new pet cat to replace him with, so that way we can kind of keep tra- t- keep keep tabs? Along okay. The way? So, as of right now, I think it's gonna be my my guy, the corner that I'm so intrigued by. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes, yeah. Mississippi Forbes. State. Yeah, I yeah. think it might be him for right now until I go a little bit further. I was looking at a lot of linebackers yesterday. 
That's not a bad plan. <laughs> you know, seriously, if you if you think about, you know, as you look at this football team and you know the draft show, we try to be the one stop shop. You yep. know, I mean, we don't discriminate. If you're a Jacksonville Jaguar fan or you're, we're trying to, you know, what do we always talk about? Investigate and educate mm-hmm. around here. So yeah, but uh, if you're if you're a Cowboy centric like we are a little bit right now. Yeah, looking at linebackers. If you, by the way, if you find one you really, really like, let me know, because that's kind of a that's been kind of a little bit of a challenge, I think, early in this uh, evaluation process. I've only got one guy. I've watched one, two, three, seven linebackers, and I've only got one guy that I truly would buy in on, and it's Trenton Sampson, Clemson, Simpson, yeah, Yeah. Uh, Clemson linebacker. Who I mean. I don't even know if he's a, a first-round grade. He's probably going to be a second-round grade for me yeah. at some point. So not a great class. Now, there's value in the second and third rounds. You talk about top 100 guys, there's yeah. plenty of guys. Like Noah Sewell out of Oregon. That was a guy who kind of jumped off a little bit. That's the one. Noah Sewell out of Oregon is the one that I've had conversations with a lot of scouts about because mm-hmm. you want to sit there and the obviously the the brother of Penny, Penny. Sewell, who mm-hmm. is was highly – drafted, touted uh, offensive tackle out of Oregon. Well-deserved. His brother, I think, is a little hit and miss for me right now when you watch him play. And so, to me, I'm kind of like, okay, I love the physicality. I love the downhill player. Mm -hmm. There's some things about him in coverage I think that are pretty good. I just don't know overall putting it everything together there with him. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday with wide receivers, but – it's the same thing with linebackers. There's good prospects. Yeah, There are guys that will come in and play a role for your football team. However, there's a lot of guys with question marks. There's a lot of guys that are broken or not broken. I hate using that term for a draft player. But uh, just somebody with a little bit of a knock against their stock. That's the whole linebacker yeah. class for me. Yeah, literally. I was, I was. That's what I was looking at. I was trying to see which guys could cover a little bit you know, run block, how they shed. I was just trying to get an idea of, because I feel like now, and we saw in the 49ers game, um, a lot of off, a lot of offensive coordinators will go at your linebackers yeah. in coverage now. It is a very common thing to, to find that favorable matchup. So you have, you're looking for, you, I personally think you do want a guy with that versatility. So I'm, I kind of been looking around. I liked, I kind of liked the Overshone. I, yeah. know, I, I know that was one of your guys. I kind of yeah. looked at him. And, Still a really good prospect, but yeah. I wouldn't put him – I mean, he's probably going to be like a top 60 player. Yeah. He's not going to be a top 10, top 12 player. What about the uh, – see, I'm, you know, listen, I, I lived in Iowa, went to college. And what about, you know, the the guy from Iowa? Jack, Jack Campbell. Campbell. What do you think about him? See, I haven't seen Jack Campbell, so I'm interested mm-hmm. to see. I know on people's list – they talk about you know, uh, they talk about him as probably being somewhere between the third and fourth linebacker potentially coming off the board. Mm-hmm. So I, I but I you know when you look at the measurables, the thing about the uh, Iowa linebackers, they do have a history. You know, uh, Josie Jewell yeah. that plays at Denver. I remember him watching him several years ago, and here's a guy that was you know was downhill player around the ball, great tackler. Some some limitations as coverage, but could really really run. Iowa has done a good job of putting players in the NFL. It doesn't always equate to Big Ten championships, but they do do a good job with that. They've done tight ends, they've done mm-hmm. offensive linemen, linebackers. It's a school you definitely it's have. Trenches. It's the fundamentals. Like yeah, they, they're so fundamentally sound. Yeah. And like I I know I knew some guys that played there and stuff when I was in college, but with this gentleman in particular, he just gets the the little things about linebacker or Jack Campbell yeah. uh, from Iowa. Mm-hmm. There you go. You got it. Beamer. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but he, he sheds and tackles well. But really the biggest thing for me is like seeing him in coverage. I'm not, I'm, I haven't gotten around. I think I got about three more to get through um, out of this eight that I've been looking at. But I think in coverage, this guy may be the better coverage linebacker I've seen so far to really carry people and know what he's looking at like know where even in zones he knows where to sit he knows how to he he can read well and I think that's something like we talked about with Iowa it's just yeah. the mm-hmm. fundamentals like he may not they may not be the, the most athletic the flashy, or whatever yeah. flashy yeah. but you're gonna get a guy that's teachable 
and definitely understands the basics of the the position. That's kind of what you're looking for if he's going to be directing traffic. I'll tell you what, she makes a great point because we saw firsthand if, you know, again, you're a Cowboy fan and you're watching or you're a fan of the, you know, you watched the game last week with the Cowboys and the the 49ers. You saw what really good linebacker play. Mm. You know, you saw Fred Warner. You saw what Fred Warner, when we were talking about Fred Warner coming out of BYU, Mm -hmm. one of the first things like Aisha's talking about, one of the first things you saw about Fred Warner was at BYU he can carry routes. You know, he can, it's not just about, you know, just about the ta- – it's about doing everything. It's about never coming off the field as a linebacker, not being a liability. And so, yeah, it's – if you could find the guy that doesn't come off the field, can tackle, can be physical at the point of attack, but also carry routes and have the awareness and the understanding of what's going on around him, you probably need to draft that guy. And you're probably going to have to look at the Big Ten, too, because you look at the Big Ten, you got Wisconsin that always yeah. churns out mm-hmm. linebackers. Yeah, they They've do. got another one this year, Nate Herb, or Nick Herbig, yeah. who's going to be a good a good player out of this draft class. Big Ten linebackers tend to carry that on them, the strength, the physicality, the IQ. They all tend to have yeah. that, or at least the good ones do, that come into the draft. I have a question for you, too. I wish Bobby was here. Do y'all think, do y'all think the Micah Parsons of the world – are not ruining, but just com- altering how people view what you need to have in a linebacker. Because even with Overshone, like mm-hmm. he, they're they're making him all around guy. I feel like there's another linebacker I saw in here that was like, oh, well, he was a, he was a DN, and then they moved in the linebacker. Now he's doing all this stuff. Do y'all feel like you know just kind of how the hybrid linebacker is that look you're looking for? Do you think that's kind of changing? What people, how people value some of these linebackers now? I think it's the way that the four, and tell me if you think I'm otherwise. Asking. No, I, I know think, you are, yeah. I think it's the way that teams run multiple fronts now are changing the way you look at linebackers yeah. for the most part because you're not just a traditional 3 4 front. Dan Quinn, if you ask him on the other side of the, of the building, he's going to say, we run a 3 4, we run a 4 3. But there's not. That's not the case. You're going to run both of those fronts maybe on the same drive. Mm-hmm. So having a versatile linebacker like that. Is is kind of that that winner take all piece. He's the one that can be the fluctuation to where the other six guys in your front seven aren't necessarily having to do too much or having to do multiple jobs along the way. Yeah, I I challenge anybody to show me Micah Parsons rushing the passer at Penn State other than a blitz. Exactly. You know that's yeah. what I'm saying. I mean, if you know, and and scouts will tell you, and I, trust me, all these guys and gals around the league that I've worked with all through my life. You know, I was asking him, did you guys see Parsons as a pass rusher? Nope. And they're like, nope, <laughs> nope, nope. And we saw him as a blitzer. We saw him as a 245-pound, just attack the middle of the pocket guy, run uh, run stunts inside, make things happen. You know, he didn't play the COVID year, sat out that mm-hmm. whole year. So you, the last thing you watched him is playing against Memphis in the Cotton Bowl. That was and the last game. But, but to your point, Aisha, there's a player in this draft, and and, and it, it might be one of the top linebackers, Drew Sanders from Arkansas. He's a trans- Ryan kid. He transferred from mm-hmm. Alabama. And so the thing mm-hmm. about when you watch Drew Sanders play, you will see him play in coverage. You will see him play the run. You'll see him get off blocks. And you'll see him put his hand on the ground and rush and, and create, create problems in the pocket. Mm-hmm. So to your point – this is why a guy like Drew Sanders from Arkansas is going to be somebody that somebody covets because of all the things that you just talked about. Yes. The ability to, to tackle, ability to cover, and oh, by the way, you could put him down. He's 6'5", he's 233. <coughs> he's going to have to grow a little bit, maybe mm-hmm. more. But there is some traits of him as that edge rusher. Even some of the DNs, even some of the DNs, like sure. you'll hear, like I, I was looking, listening to some of the coaches talk about them. And I'm like, oh, he can play some outside linebacker, and I'm like, dang, like this is a new thing. Like yeah. if you're gonna have to do multiple, it feels like a lot of these, you know, defensive jobs, especially on, like, are, are like, hey, you got to be able to play the edge. But we might need you to drop in coverage sometimes. We may need you to, and that's, I, I like I said, I, I just feel like that's more than. It seems more common right now than it was before. Well, they always we always laugh about position flex. Yeah, we always say. I mean, I when every time that Jerry Jones to me says position flex, I thought initially it was a really kind of cool buzzword, and then a, a position flex to me sometimes now means he's really not good enough at two position or mm-hmm. one position. So now you have to. But to your point, also Will McDonald, who's a guy at the Senior Bowl. This year, Iowa State. Iowa State. Yeah. <laughs> 6'3", 236 pounds. 
guy could be a rusher. Sometimes you get these linear built, these thin, long, you know, guys that aren't 292 pounds or 282 pounds or playing defensive end. You get these lighter bodied guys. And you could the Kansas State kid that we talked about yesterday. Yeah, I mean these these guys that have that ability to, if you plugged them in and you said, uh, say a, a team that primarily is what they call an odd front or a three four front, then you're you're talking about these guys at two thirty six, two forty four, that play stand up outside linebacker listed as. But they're really your primary pass rusher is what they are. It, it provides versatility without being pigeonholed into being a flex guy. Yeah. It, 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 because like you said, if Zach Martin is probably your best left tackle, right tackle, left guard, right guard, right. and center. But you're not going to move him off of right guard because that's his position. That's his position. But position flex, if you need it, Tyler Smith, who's been good at tackle, is also good at guard. Yeah. It, it doesn't mean he's the best at one or the other. There might be, to me, there might be a thing with Tyler Smith, and I don't know if you guys agree about this. Going back to Tyler, and I think he, I think he's shown better as a tackle than he has a guard. No and doubt. they initially thought that he was going to be a guard. Mm-hmm. That's where they were. That's where they were kind of looking at that spot. So, to me, as the season went along, the player developed into the position to the point where, like. I don't know if I'm too sure about playing him at guard anymore. Looks mm-hmm. like to me like a legitimate left tackle. Yeah, he's gonna. I think he's gonna play a lot of left tackle for this Cowboys yeah. franchise. Yeah. May not be next year. They may throw him back at guard and let Tyron get yeah, back to exactly. left tackle if he returns. But it, 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 at some point in the future, Tyler Smith will be your left tackle. That's the that's what's gonna happen with him moving forward. All right. Let's take our first break. When we come back, we've got some Twitter on the 20 to get to. We got the four questions yesterday. We're going to try to get to five today. We're going to try and up it by one. We'll be back with more Draft Show presented by Miller Lite right after this. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone wants something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savanna. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Back here on the Draft Show, presented by Miller Lite, as we now go into our second segment. You know what time it is. It's time for some... 
Twitter, Twitter on the 20. Chris Beam in the back doing a great job. You, are you not used to the sounder yet? I keep forgetting. I forgot. <laughs> it's like the, the colleges that have cannons that yeah. go off whenever you score. Yeah. You run into the end zone. Everybody's like, yeah, touchdown. And it's boom. And it, it hits you out of nowhere. <laughs> Happens. North oh, Texas does it. Yeah. That's the, that's the Beamer go-to. Yeah. All right. Paul asks, if Dan Quinn leaves, which, of course, we don't want to happen, but it possibly could, probably will happen, would there be a change in draft philosophy philosophy? with the lengthy cornerbacks in your secondary? Because that's one of the things he brought to the table from his time with the Legion of Boom in Seattle, of course with Atlanta. Then he brings it to Dallas. He likes lengthy corners. Nashawn Wright, uh, you, you throw Israel Mukwamu into the mix when he was drafted as well. Does that change if he leaves? Aisha, you got something on this one? Do I think it changes if he leaves? I mean, I don't know. It doesn't. At this point, it don't feel like it matters because we just talked about yesterday. All these corners is lanky looking. Yeah. <laughs> like it's either it, way, it's it, like, the stuck, pool you're picking out of. It's still the standard. There. <laughs> no, but it's, um, nah, I, I, I personally, I feel like that's something. Again, it just feels like even in this draft, that it feels like something that is. Not normal now, but a lot of these guys are lengthy. Even let me see if I can find them. I clicked out of my accent. My bad, y'all. I'm still trying no, I, to stay organized. Go ahead. No, I, I kind of feel like that. To me, it 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 depends on who. If the coordinator change comes from with outside, mm-hmm. if all of a sudden they go out and get, uh, you know, they go out and get one of these these coaches that we, you know, I mean, I, I don't. You know, we'll a non internal. Yeah, player. like the you know, the Vic Fangios yeah. or somebody. I don't know if you're gonna see a completely different scheme change. But if you go outside, yeah, sometimes, you know, Rod Marinelli when he was here, it was <laughs> it was about the inside players, it was about the quick guy at the three. It was yeah. about, you know, oh, we don't want, uh, you know, we we don't want, you know, he played with a shorter corner with Rondé Barber at, uh, you know, at Tampa Bay. I mean, there's there's guys, Chris Richard, there's guys that were that didn't want to play with certain lengths of players, mm-hmm. or it didn't fit their eye or fit their scheme. I think Aisha is right about this. If you're going to draft a corner in this draft, you're probably going to draft one that has some link to it, mm-hmm. regardless of whether you like it or not. Those now, first and second rounders, yeah, and, and, there's a and, lot of yeah, length. And you're looking at these corners, and the and the ones, and especially with the way that these receivers in the league now catch the ball and extend, you got to have, you know, you can't be hit, or especially these tight ends yeah. that catch the ball too that you might have to match up against. So you don't want to keep slapping people on the wrist. You want to be able to have the link to get over to the ball. So I, I don't think that will change for this organization. Out of the guys that you've seen so far, because in I, that real regard. quick, I think Will McClay. I think Will McClay. The philosophy he has about it, mm-hmm. I think that will always be the standard that they have here with those guys. Oh, that's okay. So that's interesting yeah. because then that goes back to Kelvin Joseph. He's not a long, lengthy corner, but right. he was drafted in the first draft. Dan yeah. Quinn was here, right? So is that a, a a conversation with the front office that stays the same? Whether I think or not Dan's I, here. I think that it's one of those things that that will whoever they hire. They're going to want to hire somebody that's not going to want to come in and totally overhaul everything that they're going to do on defense when it comes to the personnel that they have on the defense. Well, I'm just throwing a name out there. If Al Harris is elevated to Dan, uh, to defensive coordinator, do you think it stays the same? Probably. Yeah. Long, lengthy corner? Abs- yeah, absolutely. Kind of what he, he works with. Yeah, he's going to work with Will. On, well, yeah, Joe Witt, same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. same thing. It's the Dan Quinn, you know, it's that Dan Quinn uh, philosophy there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Who was who kind of fits that mold the best out of the guys you've seen so far mm-hmm. at corner? I think uh, well he's kind of higher up on the board, but Devin Witherspoon. Yeah. Okay. Got, yeah. Got length. Senior bowl guy. Tackles well. Mm-hmm. Um, tackles well on the edges. I feel like he's Illinois by the way. So active. Yeah. Yes, Illinois. Yes, Devin Witherspoon from Illinois. Bad. Uh, but he's very active. I like his play on the ball. He tracks the ball well. There I feel you like go. As well. You uh, got this guy. So his, I I feel like he fits. Um, fits that that mold we talk about having that length, but he's not just like um, just like do from yesterday. He's not. He looks lanky, but he's he's strong. Like yeah. he's strong. Like they, I think their center, their cores are strong. Yeah. Given how they play on the um, at the line of scrimmage, but also too when you're talking about the length, I think that's also helping some of these guys jamming at the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. and, yeah. and and hand fighting and stuff like that. Being able to play through not. You know, play through some of these receivers that are really physical. Because I think this, I also feel like some of these wide receivers coming out, even though they're not super, super, super they yeah. <laughs> they're physical at the line mm-hmm. of scrimmage, and sure. I, and I think that these corners bode well for that. Yeah, the, really, the shortest guy that we're going to see in this draft, I believe that, that I've seen right now, is Clark Phillips from Utah. He's okay. around a five ten guy. 
But Aisha's right. Every one of these guys are like that six foot, six one. Uh, Ringo from Georgia mm-hmm. is a, is a six two guy. So two hundred yeah. even. Yeah, he's a little bit more yeah. broad. Like Jalen Jones, whether you, from Texas A and M, he's six two two oh five. There's people that think that he might be a better <laughs> safety than he might be a corner. Mm. So yeah, th- there's there's some guys with this link. We mentioned Christian Gonzalez from Oregon, six two two oh one. You know that's that's what you're looking at right now. Uh, Forbes from from Mississippi State, who Aisha likes as a pet cat guy, who's a really really good player. I mean, seriously, you draft him, you got a guy that's a fighter, six foot one eighty. Now that's the thing about it. There's there's really other than the other than the Utah kid, most of these corners that I've seen so far, the top ones have got length to them. Have you watched DJ Turner yet from I Michigan? Have. I what have. What do you think about him? I tell you what, I was when let me just look back. I thought there was really an ease of movement to his game. Mm-hmm. He's not going to let receivers get away from. Him. I thought he was more of a nickel than he was really a true outside, yeah. outside guy. And maybe it's a little bit like, you know, what we've seen in Jordan Lewis, another Michigan player from back in the day. But, you know, I, I think that his, his, like I say, the movement, the size, his ability to get his hands on the receiver, the position, the route, you know, I think he might be have a little trouble with dealing with strong guys. But overall, though, I, I think his best trait is that movement and the ability to play the ball. So he he's a senior player, by the way. From Michigan. Yeah. So that's a guy that's played a lot of big games, played a lot of snaps. There's something to that. You know, we're seeing it now with Brock Purdy at San Francisco. Four year starter, gets all those opportunities, goes in and plays well. There's a value in that, especially Absolutely. in positions where it takes a lot of IQ well, to play. Let's and be to... honest, Kelvin Joseph didn't play a lot of snaps at LSU, nor no, did he at Kentucky. He did not. You're right. You know, and now we're all sitting there thinking, like, well, why is he not very good? Or, you know, what's his troubles? Didn't play a lot of snaps in college. Mm. Which is why I'm not, even though I'm kind of sick about my pet cat returning. Kinda, <laughs> I'm just, well, you look at some, uh, I was talking to people yesterday on Twitter, and a lot of people were like, yeah, my favorite guy's returning too. And so for that reason, yeah, that's why I'm not too down on Oh, you'll players, catch him next year. Yeah, <laughs> that are deciding to come back a yeah. second year, mm-hmm. well, to finish their season because – they may want to just be shoring up their craft. And who are we to say they can't do that? Our 2024 draft show is going to be full of that Boston College guard. It's going to happen. Yeah. They That's got a lot happening. of dudes over there. <laughs> All right, next question comes from Cannonball Cowboy. What a name. First, what free agent departures from the Dallas Cowboys would generate the most draft need come April, Aisha? What do you think on that one? Tater tots. Which one? Tight end? Offensive tackle, offensive guard, Connor McGovern, Terrence Steele. They're both. Terrence Steele's a restricted free agent. He's probably coming back. You know what's crazy? I think I'm going to say, how long did you sign Malik Cooker? I might mm, say safety. I think he's got one more year. I think he's got one more year. Yeah, I'll right. double check, but I want to say he's here till next year. I mean, but Donovan Wilson's in that class. Yeah, he is he's absolutely. in that class, and he's important. I know that J. Ron Curse is coming back, but after your starters, who's proven over there? You know so what? Maybe you attack safety. Yeah, safety could be a possibility. You know, I always I we talked about corners earlier. What about running back? If in fact that you lose Pollard and you move on from Zeke. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and, and I'm not and I'm not this is not the let's let's champion Bijan Robinson talk again. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying for a running back position. Maybe I mean, it, it, and I'm not it doesn't have to be at twenty six. No, it could be second or third second, round. Second, third round, whatever you want to draft. You're gonna have some likely some compensatory picks, grab a guy then. But if you lose if you lose Pollard to free agency and then you and you need to move on for because you need cap space because of Zeke's contract then I think you're probably looking at what's going to happen at offensive tackle as well. Mm-hmm. You, okay, you got ball, you got well let's go, but neither one of them really, really proven. I think they like well, let's, well, let's, let's go. go better than Ball from what we saw. Ball, well, this will be his third year now. So do you, do you look at that offensive line? Do you look at a possibly a center? You know, do you look at a possible guard? It could be along the offensive line for sure. What about the wide receiver? We mentioned that as well. Mm-hmm. This team for being 12 and 5, and being getting to the second round of the playoffs, there are things that you absolutely – This it's perfect because, to me, you've got to keep an open mind when you go in the draft. Mm-hmm. Don't pigeonhole yourself into like, oh, we've got to have a corner here, got to have a defensive end here, got to have – no, let the board come to you in a lot of ways, and you'll be able to pick those players off as you need them. And if you have to use draft capital, move up a couple spots because you have an comp- extra compensatory pick, which we talked about, you could trade. 
keep that open mind. Keep the positions open. I worked for a Hall of Fame general manager in Green Bay, Ron Wolf. He says, mm-hmm. Brian, if you feel like you're really good at a position, go ahead and add another player because <laughs> it always works out for you. And it I, always works. Out. I think they've done a good job of that recently, yeah. of going into free agency. They'll protect themselves. They're not spending a ton of money. That's yeah. the thing. Fans want to see the money flow. And they like the names. It's not the big <laughs> yes. names. Yeah, they're not going out and getting the Bobby Wagners of the world in last year's free agency. Just Von for Miller. A, yeah, Von Miller. They're not doing that, but they are covering their bases. Yep. So that way, whenever the draft comes around, they're able to do that. I'm going to say linebacker to answer that question, though, because you've got LVE, Anthony Barr, Luke Gifford, all un- unrestricted free agents. Look at you opening up the show with linebacker talk. All all linebacker. It stressed us out at the beginning of the season. (laughs) I mean, like, this is most of the conversations we're even having are things that they were just over to over, they were able to overcome, as you were saying, Brian, through the season. But I also, too, I might, I might go DT. I I might go DT because, I mean, you have Hankins, but. I mean, and also, you know, Carlos Watkins, I felt like, really came along. He was a good guy to bring back. Those are both unrestricted free agents. But uh, Neville Gallimore is here. Don't necessarily know how much you're getting from him right Mm now. Sure. Um, quite honestly, and then Bohanna was injured up and down this year. Yeah. I do. I think I did see some good things from him at some points, but that might be a position that you want to go ahead and address because Hankin showed you what a nose, how different your defensive line looks when there's a true nose in there. Help, help, can, help Van Der Esch. Absolutely. So even when you talk about your linebackers, if you are going to draft a linebacker and you got a young one coming in here, you might want to have a, a DT in there as well. That's a That's good great. point. That is a very good point. Linebackers right now under contract. Devin Harper, Damone Clark, Jabril Cox, Devontae Bond. Mm. And then I guess you could throw Micah Parsons in there too. Yeah. But that's that's your guys. That's your linebacking core right now mm-hmm. as we stand. That's that's what it is. So. Are we at a point to where we not – I ain't going to say that. What? Are we at a point to where we – do we consider – I mean, he, Micah's technically a linebacker, and he oh. plays some linebacker. Yeah, but, but he's, 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 he's an edge rusher. But at this point, yeah. do we include him in the depth part when you're talking about drafting? Because no. I don't want to waste – you don't want to not pick no. a linebacker because no. you're going to keep him as no, a you, linebacker. You, you need to grab a linebacker. Yes. You build around Micah. Yeah. That's yeah. that, And Micah yes. is doing what he's doing right now. So. Exactly. Tristan asks, most unlikely position group that they could draft in the first round, Brian? What's the most unlikely but still realistic most likely position or unlikely position group? Running back. That's it? Yeah. That's, it, it, that's what I'm saying because the, nobody wants them to draft a first-round linebacker. Or excuse me, a running, running back, back. Or a linebacker. But, but, a lot but, of people but don't at want 26, that. But at 26, I guarantee when we stack our boards – we're going to have between 18 and 22 first round grades. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and then okay, player 23, 24, 25 are all second round grades. So really if and realistically though, I have a feeling that if again, I'm not trying to have Bijan Robinson talk. I'm just saying remember a few years ago with the CD Lamb thing when they mm-hmm. were looking at Chase on from LSU, as and everybody was Chase on, Chase on, Chase on, Chase on. Because it fit a need. It fitted a need. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, they looked up on their board, and CeeDee Lamb was still sitting there. And somebody in the room decided, Jerry Jones, Will McClay, you know, whoever, decided CeeDee Lamb is still on that board. You know, And so the one thing I've learned is never window dress your board. If you think that a running back is the top, is one of your top, put him where, you're gonna, put him where you think he needs to be. Mm-hmm. But that's a position that if they if they get if they if they don't if they move on from Zeke and they and they uh, and they don't resign Tony Pollard, you're going to need something there. Now it, again, it's at 26. It's not like you're taking one at four. You're taking one at 26. So to me, that's a position. Could let me ask you this. Could one of those quarterbacks slide down there that you would consider taking a quarterback Ooh. at 26? Oh, Lord. It's Let's say if a will. so much controversy. <laughs> no, but I'm just But saying, you got to have the conversation. It's I, the same thing. If Will Levis. I, I just, if, you ask, if you ask me the question, a mm-hmm. position that you probably wouldn't take. But, uh, and it, Cooper Rush is unrestricted. Yep. You know, I mean, to me, do you start the journey? If a quarterback slide, when you're at the when you're at the bottom of the board, you're kind of at the mercy of the board. Mm-hmm. But you're, the safest thing to do is take the best player on your board. Jordan Love was taken by Green Bay at 24 overall a couple years ago. Yeah. He's probably going to be the starter in Green Bay next year. Yeah. See, that's what that, that to it me it happens. Yeah. It, it does. There's positions that, and I think there's, and this is not a slam at Doc. But there, there are now questions that more people, people who defended Dak throughout this whole thing, are starting to say, hmm, 
there's a little bit of pause there. Mm-hmm. So if you're if all of a sudden you've evaluated one of these quarterbacks and they you know they it's it's an Aaron not Aaron Rodgers you would hope it was Aaron Rodgers when he you know Ted Thompson my buddy at Green Bay God rest his soul mm-hmm. Ted Teddy's like he was going to take a defensive end from Florida State Aaron Rodgers is sitting on the board he's got Brett Favre kind of in a situation where uh, he's getting a little older I don't know. Teddy's like, he tells the scouts in the room, he goes, we got to take this quarterback, don't we, boys? And they go, yeah, let's go. Hand the card in. Here we go. So that's, you know, that's the kind of thing you can't just limit yourself to saying, we got to have a corner here. We've got to have a defensive tackle. We've got to. I think they got in trouble with that when they took Taco Charlton. You know, they, they looked at it and they're like, okay, Tack McKinley, you know, they're, they're looking at all these defensive ends. And I'm like, well, we gotta have a defensive end. Gotta have a defensive end. Gotta have a defensive end. You know, and, and all of a sudden you take him, and it's like, ah, you know, there's other positions you probably could have taken. I mean, now you look at it, it's that way, but I, I think you have to be open to any opportunities that can help your football team get better, not only now but in the future. <clears throat> what do you think? Tight end. Tight end. Okay. Well, the next question was GC asked what would a what difference would a dynamic tight end make? So probably would make a big difference. Compound the two of them. He might might make a big difference, but when you're asking the questions like what's more likely, you know, you know what 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 uh, position is less likely to get picked? I think the Cowboys think they can get value um, from the tight end position later down in the draft. Yeah, also, too, I mean, you got Peyton Hendershot undrafted this year, and he showed mm-hmm. you some good things. So, I think from how they evaluate, they may not feel the need to go tight end so early. So, that would be me. Is there anybody that you like at tight end early I that you watched? I haven't even started getting. I haven't, I haven't watched yet. a single tight end. So well, the unlikely side of things is correct because yeah. I haven't seen one yet. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, with with what's going on with Schultz and us not knowing, yeah. I, the, the idea is just to make things a little easier for your quarterback. So well, a nice you know, tight end will be nice. Yeah, I think I, I, I've been – that's one of, a position I've actually seen quite a few. Oh, okay. okay. Well, what you got? Teach us. Teach us. Teach us. <laughs> uh, let me get down to where I've looked at these guys and tell you who I've looked at. I've looked at Michael Mayer from uh, Notre Dame, mm-hmm. uh, Luke Musgrave from Oregon State. By the way, he is a senior bowl guy. Uh, I've looked okay. at Darnell Washington from Georgia. He's 6'7", 280 pounds. He's like a tackle playing tight end. This guy gracious. is massive. I was about to say, what? He wore number zero, right? Yeah, he yeah. wore number zero. Oh, man. Dalton, Dalton Kincaid from Utah is a is a really good player. Tucker, Tucker Kraft from South Dakota State, he's mm-hmm. 6'5", 253. This is actually a really, really good tight end group, and okay. I've got I've got about ten more guys. That I need uh, Sam Laporta from Iowa. Iowa's put out tight end after tight end in the league, right there. These are all tight end schools: Notre Dame, Georgia, yes. Iowa, Ohio yeah, State. Say, I don't think you're going to have a shot at Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. Musgrave will be an interesting one. That's six six two fifty right there. Mm. So to me, you know, that's more probably a second. Round kind of thing. Him, Washington, Kincaid. I they they are all they are all I think really 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 good. And you know the thing with with Kincaid, I'll just kind of I think that that that's a possibility there. Super talented route runner. He's a finisher. The ball is in the air. It's his. He covers some ground with his routes. He's a long strider. He gets in and out of his breaks really really well. Reliable hands, ability to catch in him. He can adjust on the move. Big catch radius. That's what you need for these quarterbacks, man. They're not always accurate. You better have a guy that can catch the football down the field. But he can take the ball and get up the field in a hurry. That's Dalton Kincaid from Utah. Keep an eye on him. I had his name written down. In our next segment, we're giving guys that you want to look at in the Senior Bowl. He was one of those guys. I'm really excited to see. Last year, who flashed at the Senior Bowl? Jake Ferguson. Yeah. And you ended up drafting the guy. Yes. So it's, it's that time. It happens. But Aisha's right. I don't see them. Heck, in, in, in 2003, we had a first-round grade on Jason Witt, and we didn't mm-hmm. take him until the third. Maybe it's in this organization's DNA. I know they took uh, what LaFleur uh, from LSU one year in the first yep. round. It didn't work out for him. I think she's right about that, though. But if you get down to the point where all of a sudden – the tight end is the best player on the board at 26. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It's no, I mean, that, they almost took a tight end. Cade, uh, oh man, what was his name? Cade M from last year, Colorado State tight end. What was his name? Was it McDonald or no? I, Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, that name. I, I've got it here. I've got it. I, I I can't do names anymore when it comes to I can't remember these Colorado names. State. He had the he had the uh, Trey McBride. 
was, was it McBride? the Colorado, Colorado Yeah, okay, I, I just got to my list of yeah. guys from last year, McBride. Yeah. They looked at him really tough in the second round. Okay. They were this yeah. close. McCarthy McBride. was standing on the table for Trey McBride in the second round Six, last four, year. 6'4", 246 from Colorado State. And yeah. they ended up going, I think he went a couple picks prior to them actually being available on the board. But he was the guy that they wanted in that second round. Didn't get him. He went the pick prior to the Cardinals. And then they, they selected Sam Williams the mm. pick after. So yeah. they've looked at it early in the past. Got to look at it at some point, if especially if Dalton Schultz isn't around. Last question of Twitter on the 20. Chase asks, a couple of mock drafts nationally have had Dallas taking an edge rusher at 26. Is there any chance, any chance that that's a big need up front? I'm sorry. I'm In my mind, I'm looking at our depth chart. Mm-hmm. Demarcus Lawrence. <laughs> Micah, if you want to throw him into that conversation. Dorrance like Armstrong. Dorrance Armstrong. Dorrance. You don't know if you're bringing back Fowler. Fowler's a free agent. Yeah. Yep. I, I, suppose, I mean, maybe. Like Brian said, um, if the if somebody's on the board that's, that's going to help your team, I don't see why not. Mm-hmm. But it's not. I guess that wouldn't be the first thing that I think is like a, a needed. Like, you need it right now. Yeah, it's probably you're not going to get the Will Andersons or the Miles Murphy Anderson out of Alabama, Murphy out of Clemson. But you talk about some of these guys on the back half. What you you don't like? Murphy? I got a question. About, What's up? Y'all watch Will Anderson, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's so many times I watch him and he seems like he's getting not, blocked. If he's not in the play, he's <laughs> not interested. Is that me? Ooh. Am I tripping? We're getting into the do you love football conversation like, already? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is is that I, I feel if the ball's running away, I, I'm serious, y'all. Like, the first couple games I watched him, I was like, all right. Did you watch the Texas game where it was kind of a hot gone. day out yep. there? It was plenty. Of, it, yeah, it was Texas, more than one Tennessee, game. Georgia. It was more than one game. Yeah. It was when he's locked in, he's locked in. I think he's one of those guys that can turn it on. I think he gets frustrated, too. I think so, too. I, I think it's one of those Okay, I wanted I, to make sure I wasn't tripping because I was yeah. like, yo, this dude. He's fantastic at what he does. He, yeah. but I just like if he if they're not running to his side, if they're if it's a pass play, like honestly, he's such a giant human that if he just puts his hands up and yeah. is active yeah. in the play, he probably would bat down balls if he's in the because he's in the passing lanes. His arms are yeah. long enough. Yeah. But if you give me seems... if you give me twenty twenty one Will Anderson first overall pick, he yeah. was the guy. 2022, Will Anderson didn't really do a whole lot for me. He's a good player. Don't get me wrong. And the traits are there. He is speedy. He is physical. He is strong. He's got those broad shoulders. Relentless pass rush is one of the notes that I had down. And he can stop the run. But if it's like a one-on-one battle away from the ball, you're not going to see the Micah Parsons coming from the opposite side or the Demarcus Lawrence coming from the opposite side of the formation to make a tackle. It's the pursuit. Yeah. It's the pursuit gonna be, gonna that I'm not. I, you know what? I, you guys are not wrong about My that bae, because y'all. no, no, no. I was because <laughs> I was looking at Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech, and I was looking for Miles Murphy from Clemson. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was BJ Ojolari from LSU. I was looking at all these guys, and I'm thinking like, man, why is why is Will Anderson looking like these guys? Well, I mean, and I mean that in a way like, could you think of Will Anderson just being head and shoulders above everybody? But there's there's people now as 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 we dive into this. Will Anderson was kind of going to be the number one. Well, let's have a quarterback went. But you know, here's the Bears. They don't need a quarterback. Bears are looking at defensive players. They're looking at the tackle. You know, from uh, from Georgia as a possibility. Or then could it be Will Anderson? I, I think it was always going to be a slam dunk that Will Anderson was going to be this guy. I don't mm-hmm. think it's a slam dunk anymore. No, I don't. It's not. Okay, I was watching this gentleman. I mean, because obviously he's the first, he's the first person on his board, and I sat there and watched him, and I said, "What in the?" I, <laughs> I, for a first round pick, for the to be the number one pick, number one overall, number one overall pick, rather. Yeah. I expected something else and when i start watching them maybe i do need to go watch 2021 i'm still go watch I'm still the, fresh. go watch the 21 tape it's really impressive it's gonna make me more mad though probably but also too people probably figure out how to play him whatever the case may be if if he was taken last year after the 21 tape i think he would have been maybe the second or third edge rusher off the board it would have been trayvon walker and then it would have been right there with aiden hutchinson yeah. i don't think he's a top three edge rusher from last year i think it would be walker hutchinson and then Thibodeau, 
then you would see Will Man, Anderson. there were some there were some serious questions about Hutchinson from Michigan last year. He balled out. And he played his I rear, like him. rear off. I like him. Yeah. And then he had his, of course, of course his breakout game was against the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, I know how to do everything oh, now. I'm like, great, here. of course against the Cowboys. You figure it out. Yeah. yeah. But All my right. bad, y'all. I didn't mean to talk about Will Anderson it's like that. Good but. conversation. <laughs> Let's take our second break. Let's preview some of the Super Bowl rosters coming up here Senior in Bowl. just a little bit. Oh, what did I say? Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. We could talk about that, too, if we wanted to. <laughs> Senior Bowl rosters coming up right after this. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. In a stressful world, Lincoln provides balance and calm amidst the chaos by creating sanctuaries that move you through the world with ease. Our vehicles make your time richer and more uplifting with human-centric design, intelligent technology, and powerful performance. As the official luxury vehicle of the Dallas Cowboys, driving a Lincoln is just another way to show your team pride. Experience our full lineup of luxury vehicles, including the Corsair, Aviator, Navigator, and Nautilus at Lincoln.com. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Liberty Tax is a proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. You can schedule an appointment today at LibertyTax.com slash Cowboys. Have you started thinking about your taxes yet, Brian? Yeah, now that you just mentioned it, yes. Now okay, that you good. just said Liberty Tax, I need to think. LibertyTax.com slash Cowboys. Beep coming in with some savagery there. <laughs> but Liberty Tax, good people do your taxes with if no uh, you need doubt. to. Yeah. I did it last year. It was great. Good. It's phenomenal. I highly recommend it. If you haven't done it before, go ahead and do it. Aisha Morrison, Brian Broaddus. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Chris Beam running it all in the back. Senior Bowl practices begin on Tuesday. Actually, the Collegiate Bowl coming up on Saturday. We're starting to get into these collegiate all-star games already in the senior bowl of course down in mobile alabama great great roster again this year They're looking a at super it. job down there they jim nagy and them do it feel like every year great. Yeah. every year it takes a step up they sure do what uh what position do you feel like is best represented down in mobile this year based off of the guys that you've seen and some of the roster that kind of overlaps i know i've written down a lot of defensive players here mm-hmm. you know from what i was doing and the the one i might be the most interested in is a kid named Andre Carter from Army. Okay. Okay. There's some people as an edge. Andre Carter's a 6'7", 260-pound, uh, like say he's a, he, he goes to school at Army. And, you know, I, it's one of those things. This might be the uh, first Army player that we have drafted in the first round in a long, wow. long, long, long I say who? 
Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Sorry, that's, that's a as a veteran, you can absolutely say that. Veteran, that's sweet. As a that's veteran, awesome. you can say that. And I knew you would appreciate this. This guy physically looks the part. I am I am excited. Now, Army plays, they play big-time football. They play, you know, that you, you could see them playing games where it's good competition. It's not like that they're playing against lower-level teams and this guy's making plays. But, man, this guy physically looks the part. And mm-hmm. he's quick. He's got a burst. He he can get off the ball in a hurry. He can chase things down. He can finish. Uh, he had a couple of misses in the uh, in the Navy game where uh, it would have been a tackle for loss. But you know he was he was able to you know kind of rally from that. I just think he's a really disruptive guy. Relentless attitude, effort, and the last thing Aisha, I said this in my notes. I said this. Mental toughness and desire not an issue at all. He has done things in his life a lot harder than football. Ooh. And I think that's where you got to look at these types of kids. There's something special about these service kids that play and do this. And because it, it, it's not. There's, like I said, I, I, I'm excited for him because I feel like that both teams have good offensive linemen, good tackles in this game. Like a Matthew Bergeron. I mentioned him from uh, Syracuse. He's going to go up against some good offensive linemen. I hope he has a really, really good week of practice because he could solidify his spot potentially of being a first-round player That's out really of the Army. Cool. Yeah, really cool that he's going to even get a chance to do all this. Didn't they have to overturn like legislation there's, to make it th- there's possible? There's things, all kinds of things that, depending on with with I know with President Biden and all mm-hmm. these the service academy rules. You know, it's 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 a it's a lot of work. And but this kid, he deserves it. This kid deserves the opportunity to be evaluated and looked at. And I hope everybody makes the trip to West Point to see this kid because I think he's got something. I love the fact the Senior Bowl brings guys in like this yeah. yes. because I think he's legitimate. There's a list of guys. I mean, I could go through 15 guys that I absolutely love, but this is the one I'm see, I'm interested to see how his week turns out. It's really cool. At, at, uh, at the Senior Bowl. What have you been looking at Senior Bowl-wise? It's a wide receiver. Ooh. Yeah, it's a wide receiver. Rasheed Rice. It's SMU. SMU. Rasheed Rice. And part of it is because he is at, from SMU. He, he played for SMU. He's sure. giving Cole Beasley a run for his money at as far as his tenure there. Now, they but. put out some receivers now. Cortland Sutton, mm-hmm. Emmanuel yeah. Sanders, Cole Beasley. Yeah. Uh, I The senior bowl, like you were talking about, for the receivers – this is that time for these guys. Yeah, that's a good. good this eye. is one of the. This is one of the times where you get to see obviously the best against the best. And I think this guy. When we were talking about yesterday with what do you want in a receiver, I was like, oh, I want a short intermediate guy. He can do it all. He can do it all. And he's also I, I like the way he tracks the ball. He's he's so physical for his size, in my opinion. He's very physical. And again, we talked about these corners and how they like to jam at the line. A lot more DBs. A lot more defensive coordinators are playing press. You need a guy that can get his people's hands off of him, and he fights for the ball. That's something that that's a good. That's call. something that we've been looking for, yeah. and that's something that this wide receiver core we talked about we didn't always see consistently. So for me, I'm looking at him. I'm like, whoever gets him, if you need a QB friendly um, wide receiver that's going to fight back to the ball, is going to help out your guy in scramble drill. This 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 dude right here, and also he blocks incredibly well, um, especially on the perimeter to be his size. So he also plays with a chip on his shoulder. I think going to like a SMU kind of makes you feel like you have to play with that chip on your shoulder. But this gentleman right here is who I'm really looking for, um, and I also feel like this could be somebody that the Cowboys maybe look at because he has that every level ability and he has yak ability mm. boy you nailed this guy you friggin nailed this freaking nailed this, this player i've never gotten that serious i i was just reading my notes and i was going yeah 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 <laughs> but this this guy is not bothered at all for where he has to go for the ball he don't he don't i he mean don't it, care. It is, he don't care he's I gonna like go him. get it it's good eye good call I like him. and then you've got uh, Zay Flowers isn't necessarily a uh, senior bowl guy, but he's kind of in that same I love mindset. Zay. Now, you if you really like me, him. If you gave me a choice, I mean, I know yeah. Rice is bigger, but Zay Flowers, he's I, a good player. I watched he's him. So good, I mean, I, I, you talk about it, the start-stop quickness. I mean, guy, I mean, it's like watching an NBA game when they're on that three-point line and, they, and the guys go flying by. On a dime. He just kind of ducks, and then the guy goes flying by, and you hit the shot. <laughs> on a dime. That's what Flowers does. He catches – I've never seen anybody that, that when it gets that tight in space, did he just stop. 
stops and everybody just goes Boom, right by him and he goes Whoop, here we go so yeah but he is he is good this I, smell a, I smell a pet cat coming that oh no no I, that smells no no i was smelling the flowers she's right about the boston college tape though. i'm gonna say that right now <laughs> but because my pet cat cody uh cody mock is he's a senior, it, bowl he's guy. senior bowl guy yes yeah, but keep an eye on on jalen duncan Offensive tackle from Maryland. Okay. That's another guy you need to keep an eye on for sure. There's some really, really, really good defensive tackles in this game. Uh, and they're on the, uh, well, they used to be north south, but the, it's the, I think that's called national and something. What is it now? National. An American. An American or mm-hmm. something. I, I think the national or the American side. When you're talking about uh, Byron Young, Zach Pickens, Byron Young went, uh, goes to school at Alabama. Uh, Zach Pickens uh, goes to uh, South Carolina, and then there's there's two Byron Youngs. There's an Alabama Byron Young, and there's a Tennessee Byron Young. So you got to kind of you got to be when you're talking about Byron Young, you got two of them, and they're both playing in the game. We mentioned Will McDonald from Iowa State was a guy that I really, 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 really want to long keep lanky edge yeah. rusher, right? And, then we, and I talked about uh, uh, again Matthew uh, Bergeron, the tackle from Syracuse, Luke Musgrave from Oregon State. We mentioned him, and then. Your guy Rice. Those were all names of guys that I was super, super interested in seeing how they were going to play. He's local, so I think he might be on people's radar anyway. Sure. That's why I'm saying about Rice is that I mean, how easy is it to get a, to see a private workout with him? Yeah. He's here. Yeah. We know, were so. talking about veteran guys earlier too, about guys who had played a lot of football mm-hmm. and in, at a, done so at a high level. I want to see. I want to see what Jonathan Mingo out of Ole Miss has. Okay. Wide receiver, 6'2", 225. He put up good production. Dealt with some injuries last year toward the back half when he had Matt Corral at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Then he comes back in this year. Had 800 yards receiving in the SEC. Was a second team All Conference player. He's going to the Senior Bowl. He'll be there. I'm, I'm interested to see because he's got the he's got the traits in the the body and the build. And we've seen guys have good production. Bring that veteran that veteran experience to the Senior Bowl, but it's never going to jump off the page. But then they stand out and they they go to the NFL and they have success. Chase Claybull yeah. is the first one that comes to mind when thinking that. A lot of people thought he was a glorified tight end going to Mobile, and they're like, ah, he's gonna he's gonna switch to tight end. He's gonna switch to tight end. Big guy, big body, goes up and gets it. Had a great week in Mobile. Gets drafted by the Steelers, and then all of a sudden he's one of the best That's receivers in the AFC. You did could you change the narrative? Did at you Senior Bowl? I was going to ask you. Keanu Benton, defensive tackle from Wisconsin. Did you do any notes on him? Did you? I took a couple of notes on him. I glanced at him last night before my dog had diarrhea. Oh, oh, yeah. So I glanced at him last well, night. Well, let me, let me. Did you like the player? <laughs> yes, I like the player. I think he's gonna just go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, six four, three hundred fifteen pounds. This guy is big. I mean, big in Wisconsin, and I mean, to me, the quickness, the power, the active. I mean, you were talking about potential defensive tackles. Benton from Wisconsin, though, he doesn't have a lot of pass rush move. Mm-hmm. He don't care. But he doesn't care because he, <laughs> he, he he does a good job of getting rid of blockers. You talk about playing with your hands, putting pressure on the quarterback. He's square through the play. You don't see him get turned or knocked off balance. I mean, there's there's this is strong enough to anchor down and hold the line. Really nice stop on the goal line in the Michigan State game. I love, if you're talking about defensive linemen, defensive tackles to look about, Give me a guy at 6'4", 315 pounds playing in the middle of that defensive yeah, line. Yeah, and to your one point. Te- or, uh, one technique, nose tackle type of guy. Now, to your point, when you mentioned, like, he can't pass rush, I said I don't care. Yeah. Because I think that's a mistake. Not a mistake, but I think that's something that this uh, that's been lately from the DT position is that you've been looking for guys who have some pass rush ability, but they can play DT. And I feel like that's kind of – we saw. I think you saw that in some of the run defense and stuff, is you got guys that can get upfield on this team, but I'm not sure if you have guys that can hold blocks consistently and eat up blocks so other guys can be free. I think this team in particular has enough um, speed. I mean, if, even if you want to add to it in DNs, you want a guy that can hold it down in the middle and just do that, and that's okay. You want to eat up space. You've tried to, to occupy that with John Ridgway, Quentin Bohan, Anna, Jonathan oh, Hankins. Now this kid's go a good player, a man. I mean, you yeah. mentioned his name. I had to mention him because he was he was a guy that I wrote down in my notes. He's athletic. Yeah, he is to be to be that size. I mean, and when you say athletic, he's athletic enough to to take on blocks to shed to shed and actually make the tackle. He's but not you're just not a big see. trash can yeah. full of dirt. Yeah. He's yeah. gonna move. Yeah, he's gonna That's move. Great. but he's not moving up. Nothing wrong to with go. a trash can full of dirt. Nothing wrong way. with it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the highest rated player on a national scale. I'm not saying that's what we're we're talking about in here, but national scale to be at the Senior Bowl. Tyree Wilson, outside linebacker, edge rusher from Texas Tech. A lot of people like him. Yeah, in the top, top half of the a first lot. round. Yeah, 
What have you seen from him in your tape, Brian? Have you watched him yet? I mean, she, she was talking about Will Anderson, and I'm thinking, I wonder if Will Anderson's really the best player on this. Uh, you think he's Tyree Wilson? I'm just, I'm just saying, man. To me, when you, I watched this kid play, and it was just, it was relentless. It was down after down. The way he was just attacking, you know, and this. I mean, he's six six two seventy five. He's listed as a linebacker. He's going to play end in the NFL. He's going to wreck he a, shop. He was a Texas A&M yeah. transfer, too. Mm-hmm. Power, strength. He was, I mean, the ball carrier comes at him, bump, down, one hand. I mean, he pushed blockers into the backfield easily. He'll stand up. He'll put his hand in the dirt. He comes off the ball. He control blockers, upper body strength. He's really a good job of finding the ball. When they talk about get up the field, retrace your steps, go back, can charge the corner, work around it, dip. There's a, I mean, that guy's six six two seventy five doing all that stuff. But I think that's why. I yeah. think I, I really think that t- tackles have trouble um, because his pad level. Yeah. So I think they have trouble getting their hands on him yeah. and just holding him up because he. I think his center of gravity is really good too. His oh, balance, yeah, his yeah, balance yeah. is nasty. And yeah. and when you look at that, you, you, I think sometimes when I was watching him, there were pe- times he looked like he was beat. Yeah. But he can get people off of him, and his bend is nice. See, I bet she, I love what she just said. Too. His bend is nice to Cause, me because he's because he's. I think there's some violence to his game. And I really, really will. do. I think there's some violence to that that and body right there. He was originally tabbed as the Senior Bowl as a Senior Bowl invite and Senior Bowl roster guy. I don't see him on the website right now. He may have backed out. So well, we got to talk about. Yeah, him. He's, he's, a, he's a heck of a player. Yeah, Tyree Wilson, Texas Tech. He may have said, uh, um, I'll let my tape speak for itself. I'll let that thing yeah. happen, and, and then we'll go into it. But that's going to do it for us today on The Draft that's Show. That's a good week, guys. That was a fun first two episodes. Yeah. How about that? Uh, we will be back on Wednesday to break down what we've seen from some of the practices as well along the way. Lots of fun to talk about the, the Senior Bowl and what we see in Mobile. But we'll be back Wednesday and Thursday to break it all down for you. For Brian Broaddus, Aisha Morrison, Chris Beam in the back, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you next Wednesday, 11 a.m. Central Time with more Draft Show. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!